The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Everybody out there, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk But No Politics, okay? Like always, I am your host, Andrew Lenz, and I am just bringing you even more just random topics and some fun, nostalgic stuff and everything else. So... With that being said, I do have some news. Um, It's different news, different news, different news. Uh, I might be a week where I don't have an episode. I'm doing this one a little bit in advance. These are recorded. (laughs) So I have uh, this one and I have two other ones that I've got uh, pre-recorded. So... I may miss a week. My family's going through a little bit of a move, uh, moving uh, to a different state. So that might affect things, but I'm just giving a heads up. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it might. So that's, so just keep in mind, I'm not going off the air. I'm still here. I thank you guys for listening to me week in and week out. Uh, all I've, I've, you know, it's just great to see how many listeners I've had, I have each month and everything else. And if you didn't know, we have a Facebook page. So go and check us. We have a Facebook page. I have the show as a Facebook page. So go check it out. Uh, it's right there. It's let's talk, but no politics. Okay. Uh, I post shows there. I got different content that I post. So, you know, check that out. It's 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 pretty good. It's pretty good. A lot of that content I post, I would like to turn it into topics for the show because you get a lot of it I get really good feedback on, really good feedback. So, without further ado, after we get that little housekeeping done going on there, just get that out of the way. Just got to give you guys the heads up because... I don't plan on going anywhere. I don't plan on stopping this for quite some time. So just just making everybody aware. Housekeeping's done. Let's put the broom, dustpan away, get everything away. Because sometimes I don't do that. And then my wife yells at me. So I always make sure I put that away when I'm done with housekeeping. So today, I am solo. Uh, call me Han because I am solo. There you go. I had to get that little dad joke out there. So I am... I'm solo today. This was supposed to be a movie by Mags. Uh, things happen in life, so, you know, Mags wasn't able, I would say, wasn't able to do it. So, this is, I'm going to do it by myself, because we're doing Scott Pilgrim versus the World, and I really like this movie. It's a, it's a very good, different movie. Um, give you a little background on it. Scott Pilgrim... Versus the World uh, was released uh, August 13th, 2010. So this is a 10-year-old movie. You could catch it on Netflix. That's where I watched it. Um, 
And it is a movie that I did not watch when it first came out. I just recently watched this. I just recently watched it uh, this year. I watched it twice. I watched it uh, before. And then I rewatched it to do this podcast. Uh, I learned about it. And what made me want to watch it after 10 years is uh, Cinemasker Rental Reviews. I thought it was very interesting when they were talking about it on there, you know, the story, the topics, and everything else. So I decided to watch it, and I watched it, and I really, really liked it. It was it was a really good, different type of movie. Uh, it is based on graphic novels. It's a six-book collection, and the titles are Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Life, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Scott Pilgrim and the Infinite Sadness. You must got older. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim gets it together. Uh, somebody might have told him to quit moping. And Scott Pilgrim versus the Universe. And then Scott Pilgrim's Finest Hour. So I've not read any of these. But you can check them out. It's not bad. Paper book. Paper, or sorry, paperback. Is uh thirty six ninety five on Amazon or you know once all this wackiness ends if you got an open library I'm pretty sure they might have them, but that is the pretty much gist of that as well. Uh, also, it was uh, I, I like to look at budgets. I don't know if you've ever done this. Uh, it's something cool I, I, well, I think it's cool just to see how a movie did compared to its budget this one did not do that good uh, the budget was 85 million and the box office was what they made at the box office was 48.1 million those are not good numbers those are not good numbers not good numbers at all so that's pretty much Scott Pilgrim versus the world right here this is the movie uh, like I said, I never saw any graphic novels. The graphic novels, now that I'm, you know, I got, I should do this, is by Brian Lee O'Malley. So, you know, let me know. Let me know, you know, because I post this, like I said, to Facebook. So let me know if you guys have watched this, um, if you've read any graphic novels, and if they're worth reading. So let me know kind of at the end. I'll probably reiterate that. So this movie stars Michael Sarah. As we get into, you know, the actors. This movie star is Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah was pretty popular there for a good amount of time. Uh, you know, he did arrestment, arrest, uh, ah, Arrested Development, uh, things like that. You know, he started heating up at about, I would say, 2007. This is three years later. Uh, this movie... I often got confused with Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. I don't know why. They're now that I'm looking at it, they're made two years apart. But I often got them confused between the two. Maybe because, like I said, Michael Sarah was just out there constantly. There's a lot of Michael Sarah for a very, very, or or for what three years. Three years? Yeah, I would say that. And that's what, you know, you, you look... So, maybe movies... I don't know about you guys, but movies mix together sometimes to me if I don't watch them constantly. 
and they seem pretty much the same. You know, here's Nick and Nora, and I've never seen this. Oh. So, he, okay, so a little bit of background. Nick and Nora, he plays Nick O'Leary. I know we're not talking about Nick and Nora, but Nick O'Leary plays a bass player in a band. No wonder I get these things mixed up. Because it's Scott Pilgrim versus the world, guess what? He plays Scott Pilgrim, who is a bass player in a band. Uh, I guess he's a bass player in real life, too. So, But that's pretty interesting. Uh, this movie also has a lot of great other actors. Uh, Kieran Cal- Culkin, Macaulay Culkin's little brother, plays Wallace Wells, who is uh, Scott Pilgrim's roommate. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I've never really heard of her. She plays Ramona Flowers. That's kind of the love interest, a love interest in this one. Uh, Chris Evans is in this. He, I don't want to give up too much. Just to warn you too, there's going to be spoilers because I'm going to go over a little bit of a story plot line and different other things that I found interesting throughout the movie. Uh, he, he plays. One of the evil exes, Lucas Lee, and a Kendrick plays Scott Pilgrim's uh, sister, Stacy Pilgrim. Brie Larson's in this plays Scott Pilgrim's ex-girlfriend. Uh, who else we got? That's pretty good. Aubrey Plaza plays a girl named Julia Pollard. Brandon Roth plays uh, a an evil ex, Todd Ingram. Uh, Jason Schwartzman plays an Angle X, Evil X, known as Gillian Graves. And you're probably thinking, why are we talking about Evil Xs? What's going on with this Evil Xs? I will get into that. Do not worry. Uh, Bill Hatter's in this. He plays a voice. I'm not really sure what. I think that's the voice later on. I'll get into that. So there's some pretty decent names in here, I got to say. And I think once I saw that, it definitely drew me a little bit more to the movie other than just the rental review with when they were talking about the story. So pretty much the story is it takes place in Toronto. We have Michael Sarah playing Scott Pilgrim. He's a 22 year old bassist for a band called sex, sex, Babam. And you know, they're just a band, you know, just a band, nothing huge. They're not blowing up. And he's going out with this girl named Knives. Chew. That's such a cool name, Knives. That's such a great name. So he goes out with Knives. And Knives is 17 years old. Scott's 22. And, you know, his friends in the band and his roommate kind of get on him about dating the 17-year-old girl. And, you know, they go out and they do they go to the library. They go to a thrift store to go shopping. They play this really cool kind of dance, dance, revolution ninja game. It's kind of cool. Uh, If you've ever seen anything on Atari 5200, kind of reminds me of like somebody took like with Ninja Golf on the 5200 or no, that was the 7800 Ninja Golf on the 7800 where you're a ninja, you hit the ball, you run to the ball, but you have to fight people. And this one, it's like. Uh, Dance Dance Revolution, but you're a ninja and you're fighting people. So that was one thing that I found kind of cool in this movie was that. It was very, very interesting that they changed that up. So, you know, they're out and 
Scott sees this delivery girl named, well, he doesn't know her name yet. He finds out later, but he sees it, and, you know, it's like one of those love at first sight things. So they go to a party and everything else, and at this point he's losing interest in knives because, like I said, it's love at first sight. So they go to a party, and he's asking all of his friends, you know, do you... Do you know, once he figured out her name, Do you, can you tell me about Ramona Flowers? Can you tell me about Ramona Flowers? And everybody tells him. Uh, they finally, oh, okay. So he finds out that she's like an Amazon delivery person. So he orders something off of Amazon. And then he sits by the door. This was a great part, I thought. He like sits by the door and his roommate uh, is telling him, you know, Scott, this isn't how it works. It's not going to come the same day. You're going you're gonna to be waiting forever. And then all of a sudden... Five minutes later, probably not even, there's Ramona Flowers. And he's like, oh, I got my package. And then later on, they go on to a date and everything else. So, and, you know, things are going good. And then his band's playing at a battle of the bands. uh, And it's sponsored by a record executive named Gideon Graves. We all, we kind of. Give you give you a little bit of foreshadowing there, just a little bit of foreshadowing for you. <clears throat> so they start playing, and out of nowhere comes this guy named Matt Patel, and Matt Patel tells his story that he is one of Ramona Flowers' exes, but it's like one of these like weird elementary school puppy love type deal exes. So it's kind of funny in a way. <laughs> Excuse me. And he and he and Scott has to fight him. And he learns and so they fight him and it's very like video game-ish uh anime type fighting, you know, fast pace with the pows, and then you hear stuff like finish him and you know kind of I'm not saying they say that, but it's something in that in that in that ballpark there. So he defeats him and as he defeats him, there's quarters, and he picks it up. He's like, oh, I can use this for the bus home. But then he learns that there's still six more remaining evil exes. I'm not going to get into all the evil exes. I think that's something that's a little bit different. I'm just going to go try and go through maybe a little bit of one because there's some, like, weird ones. There's one that Roxy Richter, who is a lesbian ninja, that was <laughs> it was very 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 different there. Um, uh, pretty much the highlight ones that I really really enjoyed was um, Chris Evans's character Lucas Lee because he he ends up being this uh, big time Hollywood actor. You know he's a well he's an ex skateboarder Hollywood actor. Or he is a skateboarder, Hollywood actor. I'm not sure, but uh, when he fights him, because it's so, like I said, the fight scenes are very video game ish anime. And not only does Scott have to fight Lucas, but he has to fight his stunt doubles as well, because he's he's this you know uh, Hollywood star. So they got to do all that and everything else. And that's a really great fight scene. Cause every time you think that he's hitting Lucas Lee, he's not hitting him. He's hitting a stunt double. So he's got to fight there, fight him, you know, but he ends up beating him. 
everything else. The next one, the what's really great kind of story behind it is uh, when he fights. Uh, I believe it's Brandon Roth. Like a, um, he played Superman at Superman Returns and uh, the Adam on Arrow and DC Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, he is a super-powered vegan, and he is actually, I believe, going out with Scott Pilgrim's ex-girlfriend, played by Brie Larson. So if you like a little bit of pre-Marvel cinematic, or cinematic, Marvel Cinematic Universe, this is kind of cool, because you got Captain America and Captain Marvel in there. So check it, I mean, that's, that's always cool. Uh... <clears throat> So he's he's a super-powered vegan. Because he's vegan, he's just knocking Scott Pilgrim around and everything else. And Scott ends up beating him by giving him a cup of coffee with dairy creamer or milk in it. And it comes to find out later on, because the vegan police come after he does it, and takes away his vegan card because he's had, uh, you know a dairy product or got against the vegan code three times. And then they find out all this and then he is completely just powerless. Scott ends beating him. Uh, at one point, you know, he, this has got to get frustrating. I know I would get frustrated if I had to fight seven evil exes to get somebody. So, you know, he kind of just, they kind of go their own ways, him and Ramona. And then there's a battle at the Battle of the Bands, and this is where he meets, uh, like, the fifth and sixth evil axes, and they're twins, and he ends up defeating them. And, you know, he gets an extra life. Like I said, very video game-ish, <clears throat> which is awesome because it's not based on a video game, but it's got that nice video game feel to it. So, I, I'm not going to be able to get over that. So, um, I'm going to repeat it because it's just so great how it has that layer right in there. So, Ramona ends up going back to the seventh evil ex, uh, Gideon. And he offers Sex Bomb a record deal. Uh, they accept. Uh, but Scott quits the band in protest. And there was always, I forgot to mention this, there was kind of like a fourth band member, even though he doesn't really do anything. He just kind of uh, fills in for the band. And his name is Young Neil. It's such a, such a cool name. But he kind of takes Scott's spot. And then, you know, Gideon invites him to this uh, venue called The Chaos at this point. And Seth's bombs playing, and this is one of my f a good part. I'm gonna stop here because this is a pretty good part right here. Uh, you know, as Scott goes in there because you know he's going after Gideon, uh, he sees Seth bomb playing with Young Neil, and he looks up and he's like, "Oh, I love the new lineup." He's like, "Young Neil, you really come a long way." So I thought that was kind of cool that they. He was like, "Yeah, I was definitely holding this band back with all this craziness." So. Um, he's going to get, he's going to get Ramona. Scott challenges getting into the fight and it's pretty much for, um, for Ramona as always. 
and he earns the power of Love Sword. But then all of a sudden, knives come in because knives was always kind of in this point where he's just he just ignores knives once he finds Ramona, and she and knives goes after Ramona, and then uh, Scott is forced. You know, he kind of does like reveal that he cheated. Scott revealed that he cheated on both because, you know, he's going out with knives and or he's Yeah, he's going out with knives and then he's still trying to get with Ramona. So it kind of like that. And then Gideon kills Scott and Ramona and visits it. Oh, kills Scott and Ramona visits him like in this like weird like limbo thing. And that finds out that Gideon has implanted her with a mind control device. So Scott uses the one up that he got earlier to go back in. And he doesn't go, when he comes back, he doesn't fight for Ramona. He fights for the power of self respect. He gets, he's gaining the power of the self respect store. And he, you know, he apologizes to Ramona and Knives that he, you know, he cheated on both of them and the things that he did. And he takes on kind of his own stuff. Um, and then he frees him from getting in control. Ramona, Ramona leaves. Knives accepts that a relationship with Scott is over. And that pretty much kind of ends the movie there. So that, in a nutshell, is Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Um in an overall type way and just some other kind of great things in the movie is if I'm a big fan of side characters I like the stars but I like the side characters and if you're a big fan of side characters and kind of what other people do uh, Kieran Culkin's character Wallace Wells who is Scott Pilgrim's roommate like I said before he he's gay, but he plays this character. He plays a gay guy in this, and he's like stealing, um, not other guys' boyfriends, but like Scott Pilgrim's sister's boyfriend and stuff like that. Like, there's this really great scene where he is going. You know, something happens in the middle of the night, and you see Scott Pilgrim sit up. Then you see Wallace sit up. Then you see Wallace's boyfriend sit up. And then you see Scott Pilgrim's uh, ex-boyfriend. Scott Pilgrim's sister's ex-boyfriend sit up too. Like they're all in there. And he's just like stealing these guys. And it's pretty great. And he's totally different than what Scott is. Like I feel like he's the one that's always making money to pay the rent. Like at one point he's like, Scott, you got to get the hell out of here. Because they... That's because, I mean, Scott's in a band. You know, that's kind of one of the points of the movie as well. But as I go over this, you know, and I went over the plot and everything, it, uh, what I'm going to, I keep on coming back to it. I apologize. But if you like video games, if you like kind of an anime feel and you're looking for like a good, Comedy, it's it's under a romantic or action comedy romantic film, pretty much sums it up. But there's a lot of great action. It's a good story. I'm actually kind of mad at myself that I waited ten years to watch this 
because this would have been something that I would have really enjoyed 10 years ago as well. Uh, I could see, like I told, said before, I could see why I didn't do good in the box office because it's a very niche type film. Uh, I know there's got to be a cult following behind this because it is just really, really great. Uh, you know, and looking through things, it's, uh, it's pretty much, it has a look of a Japanese manga. If anybody knows what that is, that's like a Japanese comic book and a video game, like a 16 bit, like Sega Genesis, super Nintendo type video game. Very good. Very, very, very good movie. Uh, great cast. Like I mentioned before, just a great cast. Everybody works well together. Nobody seems out of place. There's a couple of movies that I've watched where, you know, you get an actor, an actress that feels out of place. There was none of that in this movie. They all felt like they molded together and everything else. Um, I couldn't think of a better kind of guy than Michael Cera to play this, even though he... I think he played a little bit of a different role than what we're used to, you know, the, the shy dorky guy, but this guy's kind of shy and dorky, but yet he's got this cheating mentality in the movie. So that was a different type of, of feel for it, Michael Sarah. But with that all being said, let's, uh, I like to rate movies. I like, I, I'm, I'm going to rate movies. I'm no matter what. If I'm doing a movie review on this podcast, I'm going to rate it. And once again, I will always go over the rating system because you never know when we got a new listener. Uh, the rating system is very, it goes this way. There's four categories. Uh, the first category is burn the film. It's a horrible movie, not suitable for human eyes or any living thing's eyes. Uh, one and done. Very simply put, it's a good movie. You watched it, but you're not going to watch it again. Uh, rewatch. You would watch it again uh, if you were bored and favorite type category where you would watch it even if it's on cable TV. You're like, oh, TBS has got this on. I'm going to watch this. Um, so where I would rate this, uh, I'm not going to go favorite, but i got to go a little bit in between. I would have to go rewatch. Uh, and it's kind of hard to do that, and I'm going to explain it, because as I talk about it, you guys are probably thinking, like, what, why would he rate it as a rewatch? You would only watch it if he gets bored. Because I think this is one of those movies that fall into where if you watched it on cable TV, I don't think it would be as good. Uh, there's a lot of movies like that. So I think I would watch it. I would rewatch it, but I think only if I'm bored or I need something to do. Uh, I got a long flight coming up at some point, so maybe I'll watch it again on there because it's interest. It's a great movie. It's got a run runtime of a hundred and twelve minutes, so it's it's not too bad. But it's it's really great. I'm gonna go rewatch. Like I said, I would rewatch it, but kind of only if I'm bored because it's not the. I don't. It would lose its flavor on cable TV. There's some movies where I would watch on cable TV that lose their, f lose, I'm going to, yeah, flavor, but this one I think would definitely do it. Um, I know like if you watch Rambo or something on TV, it definitely doesn't have the same flavor, but that's Rambo. We're going to, I'm going to watch Rambo on cable TV, but once again, 
that is Scott Pilgrim versus the world. In a nutshell, I'd like to thank you for listening. And for everybody else that is going to listen to this, you know, whether when it comes out on Sunday or when, you know, further down the week. That's the great thing about podcasts is that you can do it anytime. Uh, once again, if you want to be on the show or you want to contact me, you want to talk about an idea or just talk to me about something, please reach out to me through the Let's Talk But No Politics OK Facebook page and check it out. Like I said, I've been... Uh, Working pretty good there, working on content. Uh, I've had some help with Matt Johnson on that and everything else. Uh, so definitely check that out. And if you got time, always check out things that are going on on the BI, the BICBP radio network because we always got something going all the time. So. With that being said, thank you for listening to my lovely review of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Wings and going. Is this wings? To go? <laughs> Who wants some hot wings? Warning: Seven Wings Six features food-based stunts and stupid performances, either by the professionals or under the supervision of trained professionals. To ensure that these hot wings are eaten correctly, according to the BICBP and the producers, must insist that no one attempts to recreate or unknowingly eat any of these hot wings. Infernal and suicide wings are no joke. Leave it to the professional idiots that do these stunts and activities. Watch Seven Wings Six. Seven Wings Six. What will we do next? Whatever, Whatever the, the f- we want. want.